Welcome back to Embodied Experience with Lauren and Sylvie. So excited to get episode 16 started. And, you know, we've been going back and forth on our topics and, you know, really what's on our hearts. And the next topic is going to be about moving through the hurt so you don't hate. Man, what a tough subject to talk about. Um, I've been thinking a lot about this and moving through the hurt so you don't hate. And, you know, currently I'm moving through some hurt right now, you know, not to say that I haven't in the past, certainly, certainly have. Um, and as I've been reflecting, I realized that, you know, moving through the hurt has been difficult, but really I've been able to do it because I reflect back on what it is that my actions were, what it is that I've done. And, you know, certainly as I've grown up, I have made mistakes and I have acted uh, in an immature or, or harsh way. But, you know, I, I have learned from those things. And, and so, you know, as I just said, you know, I'm kind of moving through hurt right now. Um, I know that as I look back and I reflect on the situation that I'm moving through right now, that I don't regret the things that I've done or said because I've been very conscious and cautious about the words that I've chosen and and the actions that I've taken. And so, you know, I think for me that being able to move through the hurt so that I don't hate, it's something that I've been able to do, um, you know, not getting to that point of hatred because I continuously recognize the hurt. I continuously um, recognize what my own feelings are I'm curious about those feelings and I don't put them on somebody else. And I think ultimately when we're hurt and we end up putting that hurt on others, that's when we hate because we're unable to recognize our, our hurt separate of that person. Now I'm not saying that, you know, for the current situation that I'm in, that I'm in or the situations past that I was moving through hurt that that I didn't at times want to be angry at those people. And, and certainly I've, you know, honestly, to be, to be real, real with you guys, you know, I've been wrestling with what does it look like to not be friends with people that have hurt me? Um, Does that mean that I hate them because I don't want to be their friend? And I think honestly, um, no, it doesn't. I think I've arrived at a space where um, sometimes we have to guard and protect our own hearts for our own, our own health, our own healing, our own, um, uh, safety. Um, I think about this in a very spiritual context that, you know, there's scripture that says that we're supposed to guard our hearts or the devil could pounce and, and the devil can pounce it on, on, or through any sort of vehicle. And I think he uses people all the time. And if I were to hate somebody, he would be manipulating that. He would be taking my hurt and changing it to hate because I allowed him to pounce. And so I think by recognizing my hurt and then distancing myself from a friendship from from this person or these people that have hurt me keeps me away from hate it keeps my heart clear it keeps it pure um i know i just jumped right into it but like i said i've been going through it sylvie i'm so excited to to talk about this and really to share more uh about my examples here but what are some of your thoughts about moving through hurt so that you don't hate. This is such a great topic and one I'm really excited to talk about. And uh, I'll be honest, it's it's a definitely a tough subject in the sense where I think it can be such a gray area, but I'm ready to give it a jab. And Lauren, the example 
that you just gave was perfect and you brought up a really good insight in that when we're hurt we don't necessarily need to react from a place of hate but keeping in mind that naturally when we are, as human beings are hurt we're going to go into defense mode we're going to become reactive and defensive and our armor goes up our shields go up we want to fight to protect ourselves which may or may not um, lead to this need to prove that we're right and not wrong or it could lead to wanting to hurt the other person just as much as they hurt us and I think to acknowledge that those are natural human feelings is important now just because they're natural doesn't mean we have to entertain them and react to them um, and I think when we can start to feel the hurt in ourselves and where it's coming from, um, we can make decisions about how we want to move on from that point. And so, Lauren, it sounds like you've done an excellent job with that. Like you said, if you reflect back on situations, you don't have any regret because you know you moved consciously and cautiously. And so you've done you know you've been true to yourself you've been true to the situation you're being authentic you're being open you're being honest and sometimes things just don't work out and that's okay you know it's it's um i think you can con you can more peacefully walk away from people and situations if you know that it simply just wasn't a match um now the flippant can happen in which we get hurt and we react and so we say hurtful things back or we kind of add fuel to the fire and then we look back and all of a sudden we're like oh shoot i did kind of play a part in that situation and then things get really weird and icky and sticky because we're like you know maybe dealing with hurt and now guilt or maybe hurt and guilt and shame on top of it all for not necessarily responding to our hurt from a place of truth but rather reacting from a place of pain and so um, when we can start to, I mean, for me, I always have been a very defensive person. Like I can remember from my earliest, earliest ages, um, my parents would try to talk to me and I would get defensive all the time, super defensive. And they'd say that to me, like, Sylvia, you're so defensive. And it's only taken me, only as of recently, I've started to kind of recognize where that came from. And this is through, you know, years of therapy and meditation and self-reflection and um, introspection. But I started to recognize that, you know, God, I love my parents. I, this is not a knock. But I'm realizing growing up, I didn't always have this outlet to, like, truly feel my feelings a lot of the times. And so because of, because I don't, you know, I'm a really sensitive sort of, I don't know, I kind of consider myself like a deeply sensory feeling person. Um, so as a child, when I didn't kind of always get to feel those feelings, I would start to get resentful towards my parents, not even knowingly, because again, they gave me everything. They raised me right, they fed me, they loved me, they did everything right to the best of their capacity and ability. So I have nothing negative to say. But looking back on it, I think I would feel like I had a hard time expressing myself and, and having that space held for me to feel. So I was hurt. And so as a result, um, 
you know, I think I would get really defensive with my parents if they asked me how I was doing because there was probably a part of me that was like, you don't even actually care. Or maybe you do care, but if I'm going to tell you it's going to overwhelm you, so meh. And I would go and I would just like operate from this place of hurt all the time um, and get defensive. Now, that kind of leads to a block in the connection, right? Which then leads to more hurt. Um, now, and that never led to hate by any, by any means, but, you know, resentment, I think, is another sister of hate, right? Like, you start to feel angry or, you know, love is feeling blocked because you're not fully, you're not able to drop into full acceptance of the situation and people and what they're offering, and that's just not a good place to be. So, I guess with that example, I had to learn over time to recognize that if I can't, if I walk around with this wound of inner hurt, of feeling like I'm not allowed to feel my feelings, um, and I rub up against another relationship, whether it be with a friend or a romantic partner or a working one, in which I don't feel like I'm able to express myself and be heard, then those feelings of like pain, essentially, or resentment or anger or irritation or frustration may surface again and if I'm not careful in delineating that that's where it's coming from um, I might react from a place of, of hate um, and so what I've learned from all of this is to recognize I see this in my parents I see this in myself I see this in all of those around me is that I think all of us have a little bit of hurt that we walk around with and we try to protect it but the more we can recognize that um, I think we're all doing the best we can with what we know when we know it in those moments. If I can, um, you know, have that conversation with myself and that conversation with that other person and be really honest about maybe the discomfort I'm experiencing, the, the misunderstanding, um, and try to find clarification, which I think is one of the first things we talked about in one of our earlier podcast was if I can start to clarify what's actually happening then I can have information and make a decision as to how I want to respond and I think you know sometimes we might feel disappointed if we feel hurt but feeling disappointed and allowing that hurt and pain to be there and moving forward without reacting with um, resentment anger judgment criticism this sort of thing uh, or forcing situations to try to change. I think if we can walk around, we, if we can walk away honestly from a from a disappointment, you know, it is what it is. Life, it's hard, it's sad, but we can move forward. But if we're not able to recognize that in ourselves and in others, we may add fuel to the fire and start to react from a place of hate. You know, um, and and that can become so contagious. Because it's like we're so far away from dealing with the actual problem that this can carry out. And so I've seen this, um, with the example that I'm giving, I've seen this play out like most, mostly in my intimate relationships. Um, it's something uh, I personally struggle with is just like knowing it's okay for me to be who I am with without needing, without making someone else uncomfortable and like owning my own feelings and being okay with it and not 
relying on the other person to give me permission to feel my feelings or to validate me or anything like this. Um, and so, you know, dealing with that hurt helps to move through without hating. Gosh, that was a really, um, a lot. And I, I hope those who are listening can follow and that makes some sense. Um, kind of shot right to the heart of the matter. And yeah, I mean, there, there, there's other examples I can see, like at work, for instance, the other day I was working and um, there was an interaction between a colleague and I, and I thought I did my part in communicating and she didn't necessarily receive that so well and came back to me and we kind of like butt heads a little bit on the situation. And I knew I was, I wasn't hurt at that point. I was just more, <clears throat> excuse me, angry. And I think angry, <clears throat> angry me, I was hurt by the fact that like things weren't, we, we weren't being honest and open and easy with each other. We were kind of, there was some friction. So I guess that's another form of hurt, right? And so, you know, I easily could have been like, oh my God, and like hung on to that and like turned it into a whole big situation. And I probably hung on to it for a good six to eight hours in my head until I was able to communicate it with her directly, kind of sleep it off, recognize where it was I, I was in in that moment. I was feeling frustrated already on top of it and feeling pressured. And then, you know, once we kind of took, we put, shed light onto the situation, we moved on and I walked into work the next day and, and no more animosity, it's gone. Um, so the other good thing is I think also just not always trying to cover up your hurt because if we do that, like you said, Lauren, it will lead to hate later. It comes out in some way, shape or form. So, so many amazing examples that you brought up, Sylvie. I loved you bringing in um, the example about your parents and then example at work. And, you know, something that really stood out to me, I, I really liked how you teased out talking about resentment, being like a sister or a brother to, to hurt and or to hate rather um because i think it's when we have pain we have hurt and we don't know how to in a healthy way work through it or um oh man work through it but but really understand how to to move through the hurt and that's that's our whole podcast right how to move through the hurt so you don't hate when, when you don't have the healthy process to move through hurt it turns to hate it turns to resentment it turns to these these things that erode us from the inside out and you know i i think about um about scripture so much i mean in this realm because i think it's so easy to fall into resentment and hate when you've been hurt. You know, I think about an experience that I'm going through currently with some relationships and I have so much love in my heart. I have so much hope to forge a path that is understanding and loving. But when both parties aren't equally equitable in that space the pain and the hurt just can continue 
and it can fester and then it can breed to hate. And, and that's why, you know, we have to recognize, and this is kind of going back to one of our other podcasts about, you know, understanding when you have to move on. You know, I mean, yes, fighting for things is great, but, but if you're not able to move on when the other person isn't ready to come to the table, you know, and, and invest just as much as you are, you have to be able to move on and let go so that hatred and resentment is not bred within you, within, within your heart. You know, so I think about hurt and, and really trying to understand how to move through it. And a big component of that is letting go is having enough. And again, I'm going to go back to the one we just did having enough internal validation to recognize our own self-worth and be okay with the fact that whomever we're having this painful interaction with isn't where we are yet, right? And so then we're able to kind of diffuse our hurt in a way. And, and I think, you know, I want to really lean into that word diffusing. Um, you know, I, I struggle with um, post-traumatic stress. So I was in the military for eight and a half years, but I experienced trauma even before the military. But I also did in the military and it ended up with a diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder. And, and some of the key components of post-traumatic stress are um, certain triggers that will basically just, you know, take you right back to the moment of trauma and so you'll go out of your way to avoid certain things um, and, and the tr- because the triggers are just so aggressive. And I recognize that for me, I have to have such rock solid boundaries in order for the triggers to not happen. And avoidance isn't, I mean, it is one that, that I've used a lot and it's not the, it's not the healthiest of ones. Um, but setting boundaries for ourselves so that we, you know, don't step into the minefield. And that minefield is, is the minefield of hurt. Um, so, and I know I'm being super cryptic about my situation right now um, because I'm very much in it. I'm very much engrossed in not allowing the hate and resentment to fill me. But I think because I'm so curious and conscious about the hurt being present, I am on guard to not move into hurt or to move into resentment and hatred because I'm trying to diffuse my own hurt by setting the boundaries so that I don't continue to allow my hurt to fester rather I'm diffusing it. I'm letting it go. I'm I'm finding ways to um, have outlets for my hurt, and and not allow it to define whatever the relationship that I had was. You know. Hopefully that makes sense. I feel like I'm, I am being super cryptic because I am so engrossed in it right now. Um, I want so badly for the pain of a relationship that I am mourning currently, um, to not overtake me. And I think that in the last few months, I've definitely been doing a a decent enough job of that because I've been able to, um, continue doing the things that fill me up. 
um, while also allowing myself to feel my way through it. Um, but you know, if I'm being completely honest and transparent, the last week I have been in a depressive state and I've been conscious of it. Um, and I found myself, you know, when I reached out to my therapist, uh, on, on Tuesday, I found myself when I was sharing the story saying, I don't have time for this. I just, I don't have time for this. And how many times do we all say that? I don't have time for this, whatever the feeling is. And, and maybe that's a part of it is that when we don't give ourselves time to move through the feeling, and oftentimes that feeling is hurt, it turns into hatred because we don't allow ourselves to move through the feelings and allow ourselves the space to have that downtime to maybe be a little depressive for a little while. I mean, not stay there. Now, I was recognizing it because I don't want to stay depressive, but I only started to come up and out of that when I reached out for help and talked to my therapist, when I actually let myself get on the ground and just sob, when I allowed myself to be okay with not being, you know, 2000% throttled into productive uh, action, (laughs) how I like to live my life. And I've been just being more gentle with myself. I've, I've allowed myself to, to know that I'm fragile right now. And, and I have to just take one thing at a time. And, and I'm telling you, I mean, I was in this depressive slope. I had my face down in the moment, like, or face down in the arena moment where I sobbed, that was on Monday, and then I talked to my therapist Thursday, and I'm on the rise again, you know, I, I can hear it in my voice, I can see it in my actions, you know, so so recognizing that moving through these things are beneficial, because we might say we don't have time for it, but the moment we allow ourselves to have the time to move through it, we get to the other side, and we're out of it so much quicker. Hopefully that all made sense, and, and um, hopefully it helps somebody else out there who's going through it right now because boy I I mean again being completely honest I'm going through it Uh, and hopefully in a future podcast I can share more about the story but Sylvie any parting thoughts or uh, anything that came up for you as I was as I was just sharing uh, some of my thoughts um, just now yeah it's it's such a wild process and I think the big takeaway point is that we have to allow ourselves to feel our feelings. Uh, we have to feel the hurt so we can accept it, allow it to be there, and then let it go. And I think that's the biggest piece of letting something go is accepting it. And not accepting it, not accepting hurt as something that defines us. Not accepting hurt to be something that we deserved to have or um, that we're victim to. But allowing hurt to move through us so that we can come to the other side of it. Um, Because as I'm getting older, I'm just realizing that like, yeah, people, people get hurt. We get hurt. We don't always do it intentionally. It's not always on purpose. Sometimes things don't work out. Um, and sometimes hurt isn't, um, I don't know, like sometimes we get hurt and we may magnify it if we don't address it. And sometimes we get hurt and we downplay it 
and then we get hurt again. So the big, big, big takeaway point is to acknowledge when we're hurt and and feel it and, and know that we don't need to feel it alone. You know, call a friend, have ther- have a therapist, um, be in a community where there's open spaces that you can share, uh, talk to a trusted or loved family member or friend, um, pray, talk to God, journal, meditate. Get get into your body. Allow the hurt to feel in your body. Cry. Scream. Kick. Uh, swear out loud. Like, whatever it is, like, let that hurt move through you. And when you get to the other side, you will feel better. But you don't have to do it alone. And I think that's a huge reckoning I've come to over the past few years. You know, as a child, when I when I speak back to feeling hurt, um, like my parents wouldn't allow me to feel my feelings, all these things. You know, I look back on my childhood sometimes and I'm like, if I would have just said something right then and there, I probably would have diffused these situations a lot longer, a long time ago, and it wouldn't have carried on for so freaking long. But it, I didn't know how to do that at the time. And I wish someone would have told me what I, now, what I know now sooner. And maybe that's what I needed in those moments. And, and because I wasn't getting it, I was getting frustrated. Um and so yeah, it's definitely more challenging when we're younger, we don't have that experience um, or those reference points or, or the language even to express ourselves. Um, but it's, you know, I look back on it now and I can forgive and I can accept and I can allow some of that hurt to, to kind of acknowledge the part that it's played and move forward and I, I know I personally would not have been able to do that without talk therapy, without my yoga, without studying texts about life that kind of puts together all these sayings that we grow up about, you know, life's going to be disappointing, but it's not about falling, it's about getting back up. And like all these quotes you hear growing up as a child and you're like, yeah, cool, I get it. And then something hurts you or someone hurts you and you're like, oh my God, I'm hurt. And, you know, maybe I feel ashamed, maybe I feel guilty, maybe I feel like it's like my fault, maybe I'm just pissed that it happened, maybe I'm in denial, and all the theatrical things that we do to avoid dealing with hurt and um, to distract ourselves from it, it just doesn't go away on its own. It doesn't go away until you're like, huh, I see you. Um, and, and that in turn can turn to hate and turns to resentment, turns to anger, turns to, um, self-loathing. Um, it stunts growth. And so, yeah, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be hurt. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. Um, but you don't have to do it alone. You can call somebody, you can, um, You know, I I really think that's where the power of human connection comes in so strongly because once that, sometimes we can't see ourselves by ourselves, but if we can do that with another, it helps to diffuse the pain from the hurt and then we can get to the other side. So thank you for this conversation, Lauren. Uh, Thank you to all of those listening. I hope you found this helpful. And 
and uh, resonating in the heart somewhere and hope that if you find yourself in a situation now or in one in the future that these words and these talks will bring you some helpful insight and know that you're not alone it's I think it's 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 so normal of for us as humans to feel hurt and allowing ourselves to be with it is challenging but if we do it with consciousness and we do it with intention and we do it with trusted friends and family and therapists and community what comes on the other side is always so much more beautiful so there we have it thank you lauren Man, what a tough but good conversation, Sylvie. It has really done my heart so much good to be talking out loud about these things. Um, And I really love what you um, brought up and, and gave as an example in the way of letting this hurt go or letting your hurt go, letting my hurt go. It's, it's, you know, Maybe you cuss out loud, maybe you scream, maybe you just talk to somebody, maybe you go see a therapist, you pray. I mean, and maybe it's all of those things. And I I know for me, um, I'm definitely in a space that I have to let myself feel the hurt. And I know I shared that I've been going through some tough things. Um, You know, really, it just comes down to having opened my heart to people and and really having that kind of thrown back in my face, um, seemingly their shame and guilt, uh, it's easier to just put it off on me. Um, and it just hurts. Um, at one point they were willing to come to the table and talk and, and now they've just, you know, completely shut me out. And and I recognize that, you know, self-preservation, I've probably done the same. And, um, you know, it's really hard to figure out where to go from there. And I think probably the first and number one step is to just allow yourself to feel the pain, to feel the hurt. It's uncomfortable. You don't like it. I don't like it. Um, but I just need to cry. Probably. I just need to, you know, kind of be in it. Um, and I was having a conversation with another friend. Um, we're, we're working our way through Job, the, the book of Job in, in uh, the Bible. You know, for anybody who doesn't know the story of Job, you know, he had such a wonderful life, so many children, never worried about money. And essentially, uh, the devil and God were talking one day and, and the devil said, well, you know, your son Job is, you know, so awesome because he's got everything in the world. And God praised Job and said, no, no, I mean, he's he's amazing. He's great. Go ahead. You can take you can take things from him and, and you'll see what kind of man he is. And through the book of Job, it's, you know, I think making me have pause to to show that you know he trusted and believed it believed in God, but um, you know he was still human, and so he did have pain, and he allowed himself to feel in the pain. And I struggle oftentimes feeling like I'm not allowed to be in the pain, and I think a lot of it does come down to fear—a fear that I would wallow in the pain, that I would get stuck in the pain, that I would allow myself to just feel hurt for too long and I wouldn't be able to come out of it. But, you know, on the flip side, um, when I don't allow myself to feel those things, I just wall myself off. And and that's not good either, you know. So it's this this fine line of recognizing that, you know, it's great to be joyful, um, but we can't turn this, you know, perspective of life 
uh, in this joyful light as this idol that that we're always aiming for. And if we're not there, then something must be wrong. Rather, it's okay to kind of ebb and, ebb and flow between the pain and, and the good, the pain and the good, the pain and the good. And that's just life. And I'm just not very good at that. So this conversation has been just really informative and, and really good for my soul. And, you know, I really hope that whomever is listening is uh, allowing themselves to feel the pain and understanding that, you know, if you're like me and you struggle with this idea that you'd get stuck um, and so you don't allow yourself to just be in that and kind of wrestle with it for a bit, um, that you might start to allow yourself to do that. I know, I know I'm learning too. So one foot in front of the other, right? And um, just taking it a day at a time. So thanks again so much, everybody, for joining us in this conversation. Another really fabulous one. Um, Extremely therapeutic. Would love to hear any comments, thoughts, um, things that you guys take away. Um, But yeah, looking forward to continuing these conversations, continuing to grow, continuing to you know, just gain a little more insight into our lives. Um, we're just really grateful for this for this space that Sylvie and I can share, but also to share with others. So uh, from Lauren and Sylvie, this is Embodied Experience. Until next time. <laughs>